What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. It is Thursday, July 18th, and I think we're going to start doing this every other day type of schedule for doing this podcast, but that's just, it might be that way moving forward. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but let's get to the news, shall we? Um, where are we? Um, reports of sexual harassment wane at work, and possibly this is thanks to the hashtag MeToo movement. And this is good. Um, um, this is, this is a good step forward, I would say, for our workforce and for women in particular moving forward. Um, it's good to see this. Um, but obviously there's still room for improvement. It's, this is not refined. It's not perfect yet. Um, and it probably never will be perfect for, for that matter, but, um, it's nice to think that, um, it's nice to think that this problem or sexual harassment is getting less and less of an issue or less of a, let's say repetitive issue. It's still a big issue. It's going to be a big issue no matter what, but at least the, um, the rep- the amount of times that it's happening is coming down. So that's 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 the main takeaway that I have for this, um, and that's good. That's a good sign moving forward. But we're just gonna have to wait and see if these numbers continue to go in the right direction. But so far, we're doing looking good. FaceApp's viral success proves that we will never take our digital privacy seriously. Personally, I haven't used this app, and I'm not going to. Um, but I could. I, it seems that we are not taking our digital privacy seriously. One, because the makers of FaceApp are from Russia and could very easily be using this as a way to screw over people. Um, that's just what I'm thinking on first. Oh, geez, uh, on first look, but I'm. I'm not giving them the benefit of doubt yet. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not even close to there yet. Just saying. Uh, but we do need to start taking our digital privacy more seriously though. Um, because if we don't, then we're going to get hacked. We're going to get our Facebooks taken over by other people that aren't who they are or say they are and all that. You know, and that's not what you want to see. You don't want to see that at all. That's just not how you want to. I would hope that's not how you want to live your life in constant fear that you're going to be hacked or um, taken advantage of your social media profiles or anything online, really, um, your accounts. You don't want any of that, you know. Um, so. I think we just need to make a more conscious effort to be aware of what we're doing on the digital airwaves. Um, and we need to take our privacy a lot more seriously. Um, 
the face app was just it's really not good for us moving forward I think but I will have to see time will tell three reasons to fear America's massive 70 million excuse me 70 trillion dollar debt um, the worsening fiscal report card things are just not looking good from that standpoint um, the mounting corporate credit um, where our, our credit is just our corporate system is just mounting up the credit upon credit and what have you. Um, that's just not the way you want to see it done, but you know, so be it. Um, 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 a global risk. This also doesn't just pertain to the United States. The balance of borrowings is $246 trillion, which is 320% of the worldwide gross domestic product. Um, and it's just shy of the all-time high it reached in the first quarter of 2018. So the world is borrowing more than it's producing, basically, is what we're saying. Um, so a lot of the world is in debt and that's not what, that's not, that's just not what you want to see when you are living your life. Um, but I mean, I fear the debt. <laughs> I mean, that's just simple facts. I mean, we owe money to too many people, but it's not my place to talk the business of this kind of thing. I'm not a businessman personally, but you know, we'll have to see what happens. Happy 50th birthday to Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con is swinging into its 50th year, and they're doing tributes to Stan Lee because this is the first Comic-Con that Stan Lee is gone. Um, and I'm glad that they're doing tributes and things of that type. Um, it's good to see it. Um, and I'm excited to see what comes out of this. In all honesty, um, I'm waiting to see a lot of trailers, a lot of things that are coming out. Um, I'm overall ready to just see how this is going to go. Um, I'm extremely excited to see how this is going to go. And what I'm... I just want to see every amount of footage that I possibly can from this. You know what I'm saying? Um, literally any trailer they have for me is good. Good for me. Um, I just want to see footage. I want to see what is being previewed, what is coming forward this year. And I'm pretty sure Marvel is going to release their phase four slate or at least some of it anyway. And I'm very, very, very excited for this because I've been waiting for to know what the next movie. We all know Black Widow has started shooting, um, but we don't know anything else. And I mean, Black Widow doesn't even come out until what May of next year. 
Um, let's look at the end. Marvel. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me get it for you. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, there will be no Marvel movie in February. There will be no Marvel movie in March or April. May first is the release of Black Widow, uh, tentatively. Um, and I, I just want to know what the, what their plans are going forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're gonna. I guess we're gonna find out this weekend. This is it. Thursday to Monday. 50th Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Um, this is the OG man. This is the one that's gonna. Uh, this is where everything loves to get told. Um, but anyway, to help save the planet, cut back to a hamburger and a half per week. Um, I didn't necessarily read. Hold on. All right, let's look at this real quick. Um, we need to cut our Americans need to cut their average consumption of beef by about forty percent, and Europeans by twenty-two percent for the world to continue to feed the ten billion people expected to live on this planet in twenty fifty. That means each person could have about a burger and a half each week. <laughs> I can't. I, it, literally, if I'm having burgers, I eat two or three just alone in that sitting. So this is going to be interesting. Um, I did. So that's mm, about 9.8 billion people will live on the planet by 2050. And that's up from 7 billion that we had nine years ago in 2010. Demand for food will outpace the growth population growth. Um, and this is, this is going to, uh, we're going to have to shift to other diets or something. It's, it's not the best look for the planet moving forward in this case. But, oh well. <laughs> um, but, you know... Um... Um, but anyway, let's move on to some sports. So the first qualifying round, second leg of the Europa League has already started today. Um, Tobol got knocked out by Jurashesh. Junesh, I guess is how you pronounce it. I'm not entirely sure on that, but anyway. Some ones to note at 11.30, Brondby looks to finish Interturku. At noon, Aberdeen takes on ROPS. Uh, what else? What did I like? At 12.30, Dynamo Minsk takes on La Paja. Uh, the next one I have notable... Where are you? Uh, oh, jeez. Where are you? At 2.45, Rangers tries to finish the job against St. Joseph's of Gibraltar. Um... Also at 2.45, Malmo takes on Balemena after destroying them 7-0. Uh, Malmo FK looks to finish off Reykjavik. 
at three, at also at three, Lehia Warsaw needs to get some goals against Europa FC from Gibraltar. And lastly, also at three, Shamrock Rovers looks to put away Braun from Norway. Um, so it's going to be, it's a big day for the Europa League. This is the last day. This is the la um, last chance to qualify for the second qualifying round, which starts next week. Um, and you, 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 you got to be ready to go. Um, where are you at? Um, oh, you're probably on the side, aren't you? Um, but that's just some of the games I have, I'm looking at moving forward. Um, there, there they are. Uh, what's the other one? A lash card. A lash card. Where's that? Where are they at? There they are. Okay, so 28 and 32. Um... Two are the next two games to go at 10.30. Okay, anyway. Um, those are just some of the teams that I'm looking forward to seeing in the Europa League today. Um, because, you know, you never know what you're going to see in these kind of competitions. It's always fun to figure it out. Um, but let's look at the first qualifying, the first qualifying round, second leg of the or the first qualifying round of the Champions League is over. We've finished that. Um, so next week we'll start the second legs, or excuse me, the second qualifying rounds, or round. Jesus, I'm bad right now. But all the games are set for next week uh, and the week after. But Rosenborg cruises to the second qualifying round, 4-0 and 6-0 on aggregate against Linfield. Rosenberg's reward is they... Well, actually, I'll wait for that. Um, AIK through to the second qualifying round, 3-1 and 4-3 on aggregate at home against Ararat Armenia. And AIK's reward is they get to play Marabor on the Wednesdays next week and the week after. Dundalk is through on penalty kicks at 5-4 at Riga FC. Dundalk, they they came really close to blowing this, but Dun, I mean, it was literally 0-0 on aggregate the entire way. They had to go to penalties, and Dundalk found a way to get through it. Their reward is they get Carabag on the Wednesdays next week and the week after. Um, Beit Borisov is also through to the second qualifying round. They two to one, three to two on aggregate at PS Glivici. And it very well looked like that Beit Borisov was going to have to go to penalty kicks, but they were able to save the day. And Beit Borisov is going to play Rosenborg on the Wednesdays next week and the week after. So that should be a fun matchup. That's definitely going to be one to look at moving forward. Um, FC Astana is <coughs> FC Astana got knocked out by CFR Cluj. Um, 
So FC Astana has to go down to the second qualifying round of the Europa League because they lost 3-1 to one and 3-2 to two on aggregate at CFR Cluj. So CFR Cluj is going to have to play Maccabi Tel Aviv on the Wednesday next week and Tuesday of the next week. Maccabi Tel Aviv is one to watch too. Um, FC Astana will play FC Santa Coloma in the second qualifying round of the Europa League Champions Path because Champions League teams get essentially relegated to the Europa League once they lose. So that's a nice little feature, in my opinion. At least you still have the opportunity, if you don't make it in the Champions League, to go to the Europa League and do some damage there. Um, and lastly, Celtic cruises to um, to the second qualifying round, 2-1 to one or 5-2 to two on aggregate at home against Sarajevo. They get to play Norme Kalju on Wednesday next week and Tuesday of the next week. Um, but let's look at the, let's just give a quick preview of the second qualifying round. Cause we have a couple, we have the champions path, which is everyone from the first qualifying round that won. And we have the league path of teams that enter that didn't win their um, teams that didn't win their na- nation's league. So they're here playing for that. Um, so first ma- we have 12 matches, 12 ties in the second qualifying round of the Champions League. First, CFR Cluj Maccabi Tel Aviv. I've talked about that a little bit. Bates Borisov Rosenborg. The New Saints is going to take on FC Copenhagen, and that should be a fun one. Um, I don't think the New Saints really have a shot at this, but, you know, maybe they'll shock me and give Copenhagen more of a fight than I'm expecting. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see until next week. Um, Farenvaros. Farenskavaros. Whatever. I don't know how to say it. Against Valletta. Dundalk Carbag. Sopratalo Tbilisi against Dynamo Zagreb. Celtic Nome Kalju, Red Star Belgrade HJK. That should be a fun one. Oh, I forgot to talk about Red Star Belgrade since I didn't do a podcast yesterday. But yes, Red Star Belgrade made it through as well. They'll take on HJK on the Wednesdays. Um, Sujeska Nichik will go against APOEL, which is a um, Cyprus League team. Um. Marbor against AIK rounds out the champions path, and we have two league path ties. Victoria Plezen will go against Olympiakos from Greece. Um, and PSV Eindhoven from the Netherlands will take on FC Basel from Switzerland. So there's a lot of teams in here that could make noise and get to that third qualifying round, which just makes you step one closer to the playoff round and the group stage. But in the waiting in the third qualifying round, you got IX, you got PAOK, Port FC Porto's waiting, Dynamo Kiev, Club Bruhe, Krasnodar. You got some good teams waiting in the third qualifying round should you be able to make it there. Um but that's okay, because then you get a relegation into the um, Europa League playoff round if you lose in the next round. 
If you lose in this round, you go down to the Europa League third qualifying round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see moving forward, you know? Um, it's just, I, I love this tournament. It's fun for me. But we'll have to just wait and see moving forward um, what's going to happen, because I'm not necessarily sure. Oh, there it is. I knew it. St. Lucia has qualified. Excuse me, I'm talking about the women's under 20, the CONCACAF women's under 20 championship qualifying stage. Oh, but we got our first team that's through to the final tournament. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, what was I gonna, uh, Report says that there's a 1 million percent chance Aroldis Chapman will opt out of his deal with the Yankees. And I don't blame him. He just, he, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just get that feeling that he doesn't want to be there. And that, I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all, by any means. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm arguing. Um, I, I just, I want him to be able to, you know, Uh, he's, I don't know if he's still fireballing anymore. It's not my place to remember or judge, but um, if he can still pitch and close down the door and save like he used to, like he did for the Cubs, then, you know, this man needs to, I mean, I don't know what a role this Chapman wants to do with his life, but we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see moving forward. But, I hope he finds a team that actually that really wants him. Um, Browns Baker Mayfield says he wanted revenge against ex coach. <coughs> against his ex coach Jackson last year in 2018, and you know that I mean that's I mean I understand the revenge factor of these games, you know. But, oh, oh, wow, that's right. The Open does start today. Oh, man. We're going to have to open that up. Crap. Completely forgot. Um, wow. Um. We'll talk about that as I'm wrapping up, but um, <coughs> oh, Tiger still ain't even teed off yet at the open. Anyway, um. But sources are saying the Thunder attempts to move Chris Paul have stalled and that he might actually, it's looking increasingly more and more likely like he's going to start the season with the Thunder. 
Wow, holy crap. Um, that's crazy. Um, the Broncos and quarterback rookie Drew Locke agree to terms on a rookie deal. So there's that. Um, and let's talk about the Open a little bit now. Let's look at what's happened already over there at Royal Port Rush over in Scotland. Right? It is in Scotland, right? Or excuse me, Port Rush, Northern Ireland. Excuse me. Tiger Woods is set to tee off in about two minutes over there. So we'll get to see him in his first action. At uh, Rory McIlroy is do, not doing good. He's five over par, tied for 118th through 16 holes. Phil Mickelson finished five over par, tied for 118th. Ian Poulter, four over par to finish, tied for 111th. Um, what else? What other names we got? Bryson DeChambeau tie, and Francesco Molinari, both three over par, tied for 95th. They're both on the 17th hole. <coughs> or excuse me, actually, they're both on the 18th hole. They're through 17. Zach Johnson also, Zach Johnson finished three over par. Xander Schauffele finished three over par. Mark Leishman is on the sixth hole. He's two over par right now, tied for 74th with Justin Thomas. Nate Lashley's two over par through 14 holes, so tied for 74th. Jim Furyk's tied for 70. Jim Furyk and Gary Woodland both tied for at 74th with two over par. Graham McDowell two over finished two over par, tied for 74th. Rafael Cabrera Belo finished two over par, so tied for 74th. Uh, let's see. Chez Revy is one over par through four holes, and that's tied for 54th. How much time I got? I still got four minutes. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What uh, who else? Hideki Matsuyama is one over par through 16 holes, tied for 54th. Bubba Watson finished one over par, tied for 54th. Tony Finau is even through one hole. Tony Finau and Brant Snedeker are even through one hole, tied for 33rd. Lee Westwood, even through one hole, tied for 33rd. Ernie Els, even through two holes, tied for 33rd. Uh, Louis Alstazen, Alstuzen, whatever, even through seven holes. <coughs> Justin Rose is one under par through one hole, so he's tied for 13th. Um, Thorborn Olison, nah, we're not going to do that. <coughs> Mainly because I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Ricky Fowler is one under par through 16 holes, tied for 13th, so that's good for him. He's doing well. Henrik Stenson finished one under par. Good for Henrik. Henrik knows that. Henrik knows how to play at the Open. Um, Brooks Kafka is two under par through seven holes, tied for ninth. Tommy Fleetwood, tie, uh, two under par through eight holes, tied for ninth. 
Jordan Spieth is three under par through six holes, tied for second. Sergio Garcia finished three under par, tied for second. Webb Simpson, three under par, tied for second. And your leader right now, who finished, he's four under par, is Shane Lowry of Ireland. And that actually doesn't shock me, but you know, um, this is the Open. Uh, Tiger Woods hasn't teed off quite yet, but, um, you know, he said that the, winning the Masters took a lot out of him, and I and I believe it, because it showed when at the um, PGA Championship. <coughs> he just didn't have his right mind there, you know? You know what I'm saying? Um, but... Well, I mean, you just got to wait and see what's happening. <coughs> um, we'll have to wait and see what's happening moving forward. Um, but I hope Tiger can at least push to get this Open Championship. I'm not entirely certain he can do it, but, you know, if there are guys out there hitting four under par, I guess just depends on how the course is playing and how Tiger hits the ball. So we're going to have to see. Um, this is another major championship. I hope Tiger can win, but we'll just have to wait and see if he's still on the card come Saturday and Sunday. But anyway, thank you for listening today. Um, hope you have a great day. We will be back sometime with new content.